Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When I said yes to my friend's invitation to take a circus class, I wasn't really thinking it all the way through. I was thinking about the celebration, the support, the solidarity, and I didn't pay much attention to the specific details of this class until I arrived at the Philadelphia Circus School and walked outside with a group of women friends for a beginner flying trapeze class. (laughs) Now, I'd passed the setup on the way into the building, and I'd assumed that we would be inside the gym where the mats are, only to find myself being led outside to this extraordinary setup. And I can now say that I have truly been set apart from others purely through my experience of swinging through the air on a flying trapeze in my (laughs) mid-40s. But being set apart was never my intent to begin with. When we talk about baptism, when we talk about saints, we have a variety of language used to describe what occurs in baptism or who is called to be baptized and and what saints are like. Perhaps words like holy or pious tend to come to mind. And certainly if these are the thoughts that you have about this, you would be in very good company with biblical translators who over the years interpreted the word kadosh in Hebrew to mean exactly that, holy or pious. And I'm referring specifically right now to Daniel 7.18, where Kadosh was translated as saint. Today, when we heard it, it was translated as holy ones. However, the word for Hebrew, in Hebrew for pious, is not Kadosh. It's Hasid. And if you go back and you really look at the scripture in Daniel The language used there was kadosh, which means set apart. Set apart. And this is exactly what happens the moment we are baptized into the Christian faith. We are set apart as God's holy people. We are made holy through baptism and not just made once, but in a continuity. And we are called to rise out of the waters of baptism into a life of service and a life of Christian faith. Now, listening to Daniel talk about holy ones this morning, there's also something else really interesting happening in which there's a numerical emphasis on the number four. Four winds, the four primary directions of the earth, hence the whole earth. And four beasts, the four historical kingdoms to be conquered. And there's a promise in that reading that the holy ones, the set apart, will suffer. For those beasts are evil. There will be persecution. But there is still the promise of everlasting life. And that promise is to 
the newly baptized. And that promise is echoed in in Jesus this morning as well. We hear four blessings and four curses. And the blessings are to those who are kadosh, are set apart. For in walking the faith, we will have times where people will hate us. And if we do what Jesus has asked us to do, then we will be hungry because we have given everything in our cupboard to someone else. And we will be tired and we will be poor because we are given all that we have to others. And so if we continue on this message, then we say, okay, well, in being baptized to walk in this life of faith means to suffer in the faith. And you might be saying to yourselves, well, wait a minute. When I was baptized, I don't remember signing up for that part. And indeed, for many of us in the sanctuary, you did not volunteer to be baptized of your own volition. Your parents began that journey for you. For in the Episcopal tradition and many other Christian traditions, we tend to baptize in infancy. And it's our parents and our families and our communities that wrestle with that question of baptizing us as they begin that journey. Now, for some of us, if we were baptized when we were infants or very young, we experience the choice to continue on the journey when we are young adults or adults through confirmation. And that's when we make that free choice to confirm ourselves within the faith and what we believe. A confirm to be kadash, to be set apart and to live by example in our lives. And so, in recognizing Gary's baptism this morning, there are very few of us in this space who have entered into that call and that decision as an adult. And this is a very different journey from those of us who had it begun by family and friends in our young days. Because as adults, we are already formed in the ways of the world. We have all these years that we have experienced. We have our cultural background and we have our heritage. And by this point, we think we've figured it out. But to step into that choice of answering a call to be baptized upends the way the world sees up. It upends the values that we have been taught in our work and daily lives that are opposite what the church teaches. And I remember when I was working for a college, it was my alma mater, and I was on staff and another staff member came up to me and when I had been a student, she was the head of residence life. So she had been my resident director when I was an RA in college. And I'd known Nancy for over 20 years And one year, the year I answered my call to ordination, at this point we were colleagues working together on staff at this college. I'm walking down the pathway on the Whitman campus, and Nancy comes up to me, and I say hello, and she has this different look on her face. And Nancy, at this point, I think she's about 60. She'd been at the college for 30-plus years directing Res Life. And she looks at me, and in this very quiet way, she says, I'm going to be baptized next week. And we entered into a conversation 
that I had never fathomed having with her. We'd never talked about faith all of those years that I had known her, and a whole new world had just opened up, and I could see it in her eyes. But I don't take that decision lightly because when our parents make that decision for us, they may be nervous, but we're not. We don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you that a child would probably be more comfortable with climbing a ladder and swinging on a trapeze than I was as a 40-something adult. But to stand there on the ground looking at the safety net and the tall ladder and the skinny high platform and this giant swinging trapeze, yes, I definitely had second thoughts. And so to answer that call into baptism as an adult, to enter a new life in Christ, to prepare and to climb the ladder and take the plunge is exhilarating and terrifying. And it doesn't matter how much you practice on the ground with the coach and the safety harness, with conversations with clergy and with friends, with reading the Book of Common Prayer and steeping ourselves in the liturgy. The second you begin to climb the ladder, that wobbly ladder, you have left the ground. The moment you say yes to being baptized, you're already going up the rungs and you're looking at that tiny platform up there where you have to launch from. And there's someone up there waiting to greet you, to clip you into a safety line. And when I got on that platform and I'm waiting, the coach grabs my harness behind me and he's hanging on and he reaches one arm around me and he grabs the trapeze bar It's about this big. And I put a hand on it and I feel this weight. It's not light. It's not anywhere near as light as I thought it was. It was very heavy. And as I put the second hand on, I could feel the pull to swing me forward. And my coach was hanging on to my harness to prevent me from flying right off the platform. That call into the Christian life, that weight and that suffering, that is a part of this journey. And yet, when I grasped onto it, the coach said to me, all right, on the count of three, I'm going to say, hop, and I want you to jump up, put your feet together, and jump off that platform. And so we counted, and I hung on to the trapeze bar, and on when I heard hop, I did exactly what he said, and suddenly I was flying through the air at great velocity, and I yelled the whole way. (laughs) If you want to talk about being completely out of control, I can tell you that flying on a trapeze 60 feet off the ground in the air is one way to feel that. And I can tell you that when we jump into the Christian faith, if you yell... It makes plenty of sense. There is a cartoon that I love that shows the, uh, the roller coaster and it's, it's cresting the top and it's about to drop. And it's like this. And there is a young person hanging onto the hands of an older person. And the young person's like this and their hair is about a foot high. And they're yelling in terror. And the older person is smiling and looking very serene. And it says, me with the Holy Spirit.
And so, as I've mentioned, when we take this leap of faith into the Christian life, we experience joy and we experience the suffering that Jesus mentions. And yet, in the weight of that journey, Christ is with us the entire way. Christ is on the platform encouraging us to take that leap of faith. And when we are out there, that safety net is God waiting to hold us. Because frankly, you can't be on that trapeze the entire time. You will fall. Whether you intentionally let go or you cannot hang on any longer. And at one point I did have to drop because I physically could not hang on anymore to the bar. That safety net is there for you. And that safety net is God's hands waiting to capture you and hold you. When we say, when you fall into sin, will you repent and return to the Lord when you land in that net? The challenge is knowing that God is still there and owning to that fall and being able to get out of the net and back to the ladder to climb up and leap out into faith once again. And God's message within that is that while we are set apart in our baptism to walk this life, that God is never apart from us, that God will always be with us on this journey in every aspect, and that will never, never end. And this journey of baptism is what begins our life into sanctification. We sang the song of the saints of God, and we weren't singing about after they were done. We were singing about them at home and at church and at sea and at tea in our daily lives. We welcome the new saints of God in baptism. And then sanctification is the theology where the work of Christ and the Holy Spirit, we become more and more like Christ through faithful obedience on our journey. And so let us. Remember that as we leave today and we can walk in the guidance from Ephesians of walking in wisdom and revelation, walking in a hope founded in the power of God to transform us in this world and to take that leap at the moment when we least expect it and know that God will be with us along the way. Amen.